We again will be searching for God in Washington, D.C., today on In Grace. Will we find Him? Stay tuned. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome to In Grace on our very special Independence Day edition. Welcome to the program because today we're going to be going to find God in the foundation of our country. We're excited because we are celebrating today the independence of the greatest nation upon the earth. Now, I say that because I believe it. I really believe in this country. I believe in America. I reject those that say we have a a racist foundation, that we are not a good nation. Now, we're becoming a nation that is selfish, that is sinful, or we already are. But our foundation, the history of our country is not that way. And so we want to tell the story that if you were to go to Washington, D.C., could you find God? Now, you might not find him in the White House, but you'll find him in the monuments etched in stone, in the memorials. He is in our history. So we're going to go to Washington, D.C. today as we celebrate our independence in America, and we're going to go there with historian Andrew Phipps. Andrew Phipps is a man who really knows what our presidents have said, what our founding fathers have said, that really reinforce this idea that we are a Christian nation at our foundation, at our beginnings. Well, right before we get into today's special episode here on July 4th, I would like to tell you about some resources that you can get that will help reinforce this really basic truth, and that is America is great because of God. The first video series I'd love to send to you is called The Secret to America's Greatness. This is for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. More people hear the gospel, and you're going to get this video series. Let me tell you about it. I take my grandkids on a journey, on an adventure to search for America's greatness. And we travel all across the United States, from Pikes Peak in Colorado to the Redwoods in California, all the way to Washington, D.C. And I wanted to show them that America is a good nation because of our foundation upon God. If you'd like to get this adventure, please contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or at ingraceradio.com. The Secret to America's Greatness is a DVD or digital download. And again, it's for your gift of any amount. We're going to thank you by sending you this great series. And then we'd also like to send you two more video series if your gift is $35 or more. More people hear the gospel and you get these two more patriotic, powerful video series. One is called America's Christian History, Did God Intervene? And it's filmed in Kings Mountain, South Carolina and in Philadelphia and Valley Forge. And we take you to show you America's history involving God. And the third video is, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? And that's the one we're gonna be playing for you again today. So we'd love for you to contact us to get these great video series. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Andrew Phipps, we have had so many people give the ultimate sacrifice 
dying for our freedoms here in the United States. Right, we come here and salute the Iwo Jima Memorial. You know that island, Mount Suribachi, was just off the, uh, the coast of Japan, about 750 miles. There were 25,000 casualties, 7,000 people lost their lives. This started out as a memorial to the Marines, and now it encompasses all that gave their uh, lives here for the defense of the country. An interesting thing, uh, Brother Scudder, is that six men are on this memorial, and uh, three of the men got off the island, three didn't. Uh, there was a young man from New Hampshire, Rennie Gagdon. He was only 19 years of age. Uh, he kept his girlfriend's picture in the helmet of his hat. Uh, Franklin Sousley from over around Ashland, Kentucky. I guess he was kind of a prankster when he was a younger kid. And they said, though, the, the sad part is, Pastor, they say that when they told Mrs. Sousley that Franklin didn't make it off the island, neighbors said they could hear her screaming for a mile. Mm. And also, of course, you know, when you think of Harlan Block, he was a third one. Now, one of the people that got off there that folks might remember was Ira Hayes, the Pima Indian from Arizona. Harry Truman told him, said, you're a hero. He said, Mr. President, how could I be a hero when 120 of my buddies didn't make it off the island? This great memorial here, we never know the agony, the sufferings that these great Americans gave so that we could have the freedoms, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, press, petition, and assembly. What a tribute to the greatness of America. But you know, in the Holy Scripture, we're told, remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. I think they give purpose and meaning to who we are. You know, we have to have an identity. And surely, like all people, we're, we're imperfect. Only one perfect, the Lord Jesus Christ. In spite of our imperfections, Pastor, we have had great exceptionalism. We've tried to improve upon our, uh, our legacy and we've tried to do things better. I just feel like that uh, this is a great opportunity. I would recommend Americans come to Washington, D.C. and see it whenever they can. I think it's wonderful. We forget so quickly we that do. within a generation it, or two it, of these incredible sacrifices. Right, right, we do. It's just Not amazing, uh, the sacrifices. You know, we, we stand upon the shoulders of those that preceded us, and uh, we have a great legacy. Uh, I think we should not forget it. You know, the, the Bible says there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor the works which he'd done for Israel. Israel had a history and their patriarchs wanted to make sure that they remembered it. We need to remember the exceptionalism and what it cost to have the freedoms that we've enjoyed in this great republic. <laughs> This is the Vietnam Memorial area. Mm -hmm. We have the wall, uh, we have this statue of these soldiers, but the Vietnam War was one of the hardest conflicts. Not right. only we'd lose a lot of people, but it was also mired in, in the politics of the day. Controversy. Mm -hmm. uh, President Lyndon Johnson 
and becoming president there when in the Gulf of Tonkin, when our ships were being strayed by some North uh, Vietnamese and so on, he retaliated by uh, sending these men to war. It wasn't a declared war, but still yet we lost over 50 some thousand men here. And what makes it so even more nefarious from the standpoint of those brave men and women is that they were treated with such disrespect when they got back home. I mean, we could always argue over the merits of any conflict. Uh, I mean, there's a way to disagree, yeah. but I don't think you dishonor the brave men and women that wore the uniform of our country. And we have an obligation since they're the Vietnam veterans are still around. Right. You know, that we do we do need to take care of them and make yes, sure they get do. everything. Yes, we do. We need to spend anything that we can to alleviate their suffering and help in any way we can, whether it's through the Veterans Administration or give them the support that they deserve. Many of these men have come home to uh, very horrendous nightmares and remembering uh, hallucinations of what they actually saw there, the slaughter. Well, I'm still glad to be an American. And it's another reason, Pastor, for me to not sit idly by and take my responsibilities lightly. Well, that Pacific Theater, my cousin, he uh, was serving in France. The irony of the thing is that he earned his medal October the 18th, 1944 at St. Jock. Sergeant York got his medal uh, October the 9th there in the Argonne Forest in 1918. And as the crew would fly, they lived about 30 miles apart. Sergeant York in Tennessee and right across the boundary line there was where my first cousin, Wilburn K. Ross, where he lived there. The type of people that served in this generation in World War II, and it's been called the greatest generation. Right. And there's a reason for that. They had these certain qualities that I think we almost don't have anymore, at least in general. What, what's, the, what's the difference? What was the difference back then? I think, for example, my, my cousin, Wilburn Ross, was uh, born in 1922, May the 12th. And I think they had seen hard times. They came through the depression. Uh, they didn't expect government to take care of everybody. They were survivalists. They had a strong faith in God. They knew that hard work was necessary. They believed in family, but they also believed pastor in freedom. They knew that sometimes we just have to defend what we know to be the way, the American way of life. And I think Tom Brokaw really captured it when he said these men, they, they weren't fragile. These were men that didn't many times have hardly any education, but boy, they were tough. They were tough in battle. They, you know, my, uh, my cousin, I think, he stayed at his post for 36 hours after he had already single-handedly killed 58 Germans. There was a lieutenant under him later that would transcribe what happened. My cousin never sought the honor. He never sought it out, but it was given to him by President Harry Truman. And of course, Sergeant York uh, almost single-handedly captured 135 people there in uh, 
World War One, and I, I believe that he was referred to as General by General Pershing as single-handedly the greatest hero of World War One. This World War II generation, they're about gone now. Uh, I think there's one Medal of Honor recipient that's uh, honoree, I should say, living, maybe uh, uh, Mr. Williams down in West Virginia. And of course, at their age, that could all change very quickly. And uh, But I hope that we'll keep alive their memory. The price of freedom is not free. It always costs. When Jesus Christ went to the old rugged cross, he paid for our ultimate freedom. And then it's up to us, as President Reagan said, to keep it alive. It's not passed on in the bloodstream, in the DNA. And he said, freedom was always one generation away from extinction. And he said, if we don't do it, at some point in time, we'll be telling our children and our sunset years what it was like to once be an American. Are you concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? In Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support InGrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. You can also write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. So we know for sure the Bible is wanting all Christians to pray for those that are in authority over us. Some presidents, it's easier to pray for than others. Yes. But we need to pray for whoever is right. in that office. Absolutely. Now we have we have the ability to vote right. and to you know persuade others. So you know, but the person that wins, we are to uh, obey and honor when we can. Right. But always pray for that. Person. Always pray for that person because the the Bible commands it in Romans thirteen. We're reminded, he said, let all souls be subject to the higher powers. This was talking about magistrates and civil authorities. Uh, in the book of Exodus, we're given the prescription of how to choose the leaders. They were supposed to be people, honest, able, and so on. We are a republic, we don't have a king, but we allow people, this is a participatory uh, style Republic, uh, we have a you know legislature, and we have executive, and judiciary, and I think that checks and balances that go with that is very good. The founding fathers were very wise, you know. Uh, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, a medical person, Benjamin Rush, made this observation. He said, "Men will either be governed by the Bible, or they shall be ruled by the bayonet." G.K. Chesterton, a British author, said men will either be governed by the Ten Commandments 
or they shall be governed by the 10,000 commandments. And I think we're seeing more and more rules and regulations. You know, Judge Learned Hand had a wonderful quote. I love this quote. He said, liberty lies in the hearts of men and women. When it lies there, it needs no law, no constitution to keep it. When it dies there, no law, no constitution can save it. It has to be in our heart. Just like when we re receive Christ by faith, the spirit of liberty has to be in our heart, and that makes us want to do good unto others. We respect them because that's a Christian biblical commandment that we're to love even those that despise us. We're to be good to our enemies. We're to reflect the love of Christ because the Bible says, greater love than this hath no man then he laid down his life for his friends. God is love, Pastor. Amen. The United States Capitol building, another symbol of power and might and democracy and freedom. Yes, the government at work, so to speak. These are the men and women here in this Capitol building. For example, in the House of Representatives, the Founding Fathers wanted that to be a portion uh, on the basis of population. So I think in the first Congress, you had about 65 members in the House that met in 1789. And the idea was this was called the People's House on this, uh, the House of Representatives. And here we've had people from all walks of life uh, today, uh, we have, I think, more lawyers from as a background, but we've had ministers, we've had educators, farmers, auctioneers, uh, the, the whole gamut. This building has had, from what I understand, church services. Yes. As a matter of fact, Thomas Jefferson, it was reported, would come here uh, uh, about every Sunday, would ride horseback and come here and have the services down on the lower part of the building. And of course, through the years, this uh, building has taken on uh, new additions and uh, improvements. But there are many stories of uh, not only the Alton Bible that were, uh, that were paid for by government expense during the American Revolutionary War, but uh, all of our beginnings, I think we could say, Pastor, I'm fully persuaded that they all had a Christian basis. When you read um, uh, the writers, when you read the statements, for example, it was a Baptist preacher, John Leland, that helped James Madison write the First Amendment to the Constitution. And it's ironic that the very first part of that First Amendment that was added in 1791, the Bill of Rights, it says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The very first enumerated uh, right was the idea that we ought to have the right to worship. I think the founding fathers figured if we didn't have that right, then all the other rights would, would pale in comparison. I think most Americans really don't understand how important that First Amendment, that first clause 
of the First Amendment is, that, that we have this freedom. Now, we are becoming more and more secular. Yes. And people are saying, well, we really aren't a Christian nation. We don't want a theocracy here. We're not talking about a theocracy. We're talking about people that hold to the Judeo-Christian values Absolutely. and ethics of morality. Right. And it's, it's intertwined, interwoven in our fabric of a nation. You can't, you can't take that out. John Witherspoon was a, a member of the Second Continental Congress. He was a minister. And others that came expressed very well that, that all of our laws would be predicated upon a firm belief in not only providence, but in his in God's hand to protect us and lead us and guide us. And it was and the ideas that some people mis, misinterpret. They think, well, as a Christian, you're going to uh, uh, do things to other people. Not so. We believe that every person has the right to, to worship as he or she deems fit. We just don't want people telling us that we can't worship. And we we give that right to everybody else. We, as Christian people, uh, we respect people that do not, maybe that are not of our particular denomination or stripe, but by the same token, if you'll read the precepts of the Bible, how that God loves us, how that God cares for us, and how that we were to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar and unto God, the things that are God's, we will be better off as a people. I think there's some definite reforms that we need. Again, I, I, I salute those that would advocate term limits. I think maybe 12 years uh, and either body would be a, a reasonable amount. I don't really think that the founding fathers wanted people to come here and, and uh, make this a career. They wanted folks to come do their business and then go back to farming or running a small business or preaching or doing whatever it was that they had done prior to coming here. Andrew Phipps, it has been a real joy to hang around with you in this beautiful place, our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and you have given me quite the education. Thank you so much for your love for God and your love for this great country. God bless you. Thank you for being my friend. God bless you, brother. I really love this country. It is the land of the free because it is the home of the brave. The liberty that we mostly take for granted costs so many people their very lives. There is a greater freedom that God wants to offer to you. It is the freedom from the penalty of sin. The Lord Jesus tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, but rose again, and he wants to save you and give you true liberty and freedom. Put your trust in him alone today for your salvation. God bless you and may God bless this city, Washington DC, and may he bless this great nation.
Are you concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? In Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to Ingrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support Ingrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. You can also write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.